needs a little help now and then. Even with the eye patches, the doctor saw Tate's brows rise. Yes, yes, I might not have stated that well, but you know what I mean. You can't stay here in the name of faith in God and pretend that everything is fine. That fall could have killed you, and we both know it. Do yourself a favour and be reclusive for a time. Go away and see if your eyesight doesn't return to you. Tate couldn't argue. He was hoping for a miracle, but, miracle or not, the doctor was right. He had done nothing to aid the healing process. Indeed, other than doing business from a comfortable chair in his bedroom, he had not slowed down at all. I'll take your advice, Harville. Will you be able to recommend a physician for me? When you decide where you're going, let me know. I'll do whatever I can. Thanking the man and shaking the hand that suddenly found his, Tate found himself alone a moment later. When the door opened after a few minutes, he was quite certain it was his aunt. Aunt Harriet? Yes, Alex. What did the doctor say? In an abbreviated version, Tate explained the situation, his voice calm, not resigned or anxious. I don't expect you to trail after me, he finished. But you're certainly welcome. Not that I know where I'm headed. Are you open to suggestions? You know I am. When Harriet spoke again, he could hear the smile in her voice. I know just the place, my dear, she reassured him warmly. Leave everything to me. Chapter One Collingbourne, England Newcombe Park March 1812. Elizabeth Steele, Lizzie to family and friends, worked her way through breakfast, correspondence around her. She had letters from both her sisters, her brother, whose last letter had said he was somewhere in Africa, and even one from an elderly relative in London. The temptation to tear into her brother's letter was great, but she made herself save it for last. Even as she did this, a conversation came back to her, a conversation during a visit with Anne Weston in a Collingbourne shop just days after she'd arrived back in town. Anne, is that you? Lizzie! Anne exclaimed with delight as she rushed to hug the friend who had entered the aisle. How are you? I'm very well, Elizabeth Steele told her, smiling in delight of their meeting. How are you? I'm married. Anne told her, her smile lighting her whole face. I'm Mrs. Robert Weston. Oh, Anne, I'm so pleased for you. But tell me, Lizzie, Anne rushed on, are you visiting or have you moved back? I'm back. How long have you been here? Only a week. And what brought this about? Several things, but mostly that my brother has left England to travel for a time. Anne's brows rose in surprise. Which brother? Edward. He left in August, but it feels like forever. I told Henry that I wanted to return to Collingbourne, and surprisingly enough, he wanted to move as well. And is it just Henry, or are all your siblings back? Everyone save Edward, Elizabeth said with a smile. A little peace and quiet at Newcombe Park would have been lovely, but we're all home. It's so wonderful to see you, Lizzie. Things are busy just now, but when the holidays are over, I want you to come and visit. I want you to do the same. 
I must meet your Mr. Weston. And you shall. We'll be in church tomorrow. I shall seek you out. That conversation had been in November, four swift months earlier. In that time, Lizzie's sister Charlotte had married John Barrington, and her sister Cassandra had accompanied a friend on a trip to northern England. Cassandra was scheduled to arrive in Collingbourne within a week, but when she would see the new Mrs. Barrington, or her brother Edward again, was in question. Thinking back on it, Lizzie wondered that Anne hadn't questioned why Edward's departure would precipitate her moving back to Newcombe Park, but right now she was very glad that part of her heart had remained a secret. Henry, the oldest of the Steele family, and by far the most reserved, arrived just then, helping to remove Lizzie's mind from the unread letter as well as her current thoughts. Breakfast, Henry.